0: Again, good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Cool 105.5. It is time for our Cool Conversation. I'm your host, George Plummer. Joining us today is uh, Chickasha High School football coach, Joe Mulder. Joe, good to have you here on the show. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me,
0: Mr. Plummer. We're going to be talking about uh, what's been going on this summer with everything uh, Chickasha football. Of course, the new stadium field and everything that's going on with that. And uh, what's going on this summer and what you can expect uh, this fall. So. Without any further ado, we want to thank our sponsors, Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma for letting us be here today. So uh, right in the middle of summer uh, break, but uh, you've got uh, your football players out with their weight training and everything. I guess we're about halfway through that.
1: Uh, Absolutely. We're about halfway through our our summer pride workout schedule. Of course, the month of June is, is really more based on strength and conditioning preparation for the upcoming season. And for those that don't know, there's now a mandatory dead period that falls right there on the 4th of July. So we're about to approach that. That starts this weekend, and then that'll continue through next week. And then as soon as uh, the first week in July gets here, it'll be time to rock and roll, and our first uh, first scrimmage, first practice will be here before you know it.
0: All right. So, yeah, that, uh, the OSSA implemented that dead period a couple of years ago, and no coach of any sport could have any contact with their student athletes for that whole week.
1: That, that is correct. It was an attempt at the OSSA to try to level the playing field a little bit. Uh, we all know that, that some coaches just never quit. And, of course, you've got you to try to take advantage of every opportunity you can. So the OSSA came in and said, you know what, kids need a break. Quite frankly, coaches really need a break, too, in in that summertime. And so made it mandatory for all sports. Not only can you not contact kids, uh, coaches are not even supposed to be there on campus unless they're doing some kind of lawn care or maintenance stuff. So really want you to step away from the game, step away from whatever the sport is and the kids, and and truly let let everybody have a break. And I think it's positive. It's healthy uh, for everybody.
0: So, talk about uh, all that's been transpiring since uh, you were named head coach this spring. Uh, I know the, the wheel's been moving pretty fast.
1: Uh, absolutely. So, we got officially hired in January, and uh, there's quite a few coaches that, that we hope to retain, and unfortunately, we those coaches had other opportunities that they needed to pursue, and so... First and foremost, we had to hire an offensive coordinator. I'm a defensive-minded guy and, and of course, could have found a way to call offense if I needed to. But really wanted to bring in somebody that that had experience and somebody very valuable for our program. And as I went on that hunt, I put that option out there, and J.T. Cobble actually called me and and said he was interested. And I thought – well, let's, let's see if it'll be a good fit for us or not. And as we went through the process over the next few weeks and in really about a month or so, as I talked to Coach Bray and, and talked to our administrative team, I said, you know what? It'd be great to bring in a familiar face. Not only is he a familiar face to Chickasha, uh, he also has over 20-plus years of coaching experience. I've been a head coach most recently down at Duncan. Uh, before that, he was at Stillwell, And actually, coached me back in high school, and I actually joined his, him and his dad's staff back in 2012 when I got my coaching career started as well. So, uh, a long relationship there, long history there, and, of course, a lot of football knowledge and a lot of value I think he's going to bring to our program. And his dad. Got and, and his dad. <laughs> his dad, of course, is a Hall of Fame coach, yeah. uh, Coach uh, coach Tom Cobble, a man that I have a lot of respect for and, and brings a lot of value as well. We're not certain what his exact role will be, but I have a feeling at the very least that he'll be breaking down a film on the weekends and, and probably popping in occasionally, if not uh, every day, and giving his two cents here and there, uh, especially uh, when he sees a few things he may, may need to correct a little bit. All
0: right, so let's talk about what's been going on this summer, and usually seven-on-seven uh, um, seven drills, I guess. Before well, you had some some drills before school ended, right? In, right, uh, and absolutely right so before graduation.
1: Uh, we, uh, the a also allows us in the spring football uh, month, which is May. Uh, basically, that, that last week of school, there's about a 10-day window there where you can can have spring practices. A lot of schools, including ourselves, like to finish that spring practice up with some kind of team camp. So we have gone to Noble the last couple of years and decided to do that this year as well. So at the end of May there, we, we had a, basically eight practices uh, – install our new offense, install our new defense, just get our kids familiar with their new coaches our new philosophies. It was a very successful uh, team camp, uh, the spring football session. We didn't get everything in that we wanted to get in, but that's not what it's designed for. And then we were able to go up to, to Noble and compete, and we were – Nowhere near where we want to be, but we, we certainly got some quality reps, got some quality film, and, and really got a lot of young guys, a, a lot of reps, and that's what we're looking forward to. We, we've got quite a bit of experience coming back on both sides of the balls, but we still have a lot of question marks in, in those team camps and those those spring sessions. That's what it's about is trying to find who those next guys are going to be when you're trying to replace a, a big senior class like we just lost last year.
0: Let's go back to the coaching, and you mentioned uh, JT is uh, the offensive coordinator. So who are the new coaches?
1: So we also needed to hire uh, a line coach, and we were fortunate enough not only hire one line coach, but we got two. For those that don't know football, uh, finding a good line coach is is, is like finding a unicorn sometimes out there. When you find one, you want to hold on to them, and so they're in very high demand, and and the guy we had last year was great with kids and really wanted to keep him, but he just, he wasn't from around this area and had an opportunity to go to Edmond, so we lost him and went on a search for an old line coach, and a guy named... uh, Talon Sedafohodel, I'll probably mess that name up a couple times. So if you want to shorten it up, you can call him Coach S. He was actually down with the uh, Tim Beard down at Rush Springs, mm-hmm. and so I had a, a little bit of connection there. Did a little homework on him there, and, and then he ended up, uh, I believe, it was at Warika or Walika apologize if I got that school wrong and he was just looking to get closer back down to his wife from the Apache area and and so ended up reaching out to him and, and we talked and, and interviewed and felt like he was a good fit and bring some experience for us on the old line we also found another young coach as well that, that's living up in the Oklahoma City area and was at Crooked Oak last year and has some ties to coach cobble down at Duncan uh, when he was down there I think he coached uh, uh, his name is JW Morrow so we're able to get both of them uh, on our offensive offensive line staff of course they'll help us out on defense as well. Coach Rabin will still be our, our main defensive line coach, but there's always some double duty there when you're on the old line and working with those big guys. And then we're also able to hire a kid that I, I actually coached uh, early on in my career, and Coach Cobble did as well. Dominic Neff joined our our staff as a receiver coach this year. He's been working for the school this last school year, and so we're able to find an opportunity for him to join our staff and help us out uh, with receivers. So, All
0: right, and how about uh, defensive secondary and linebackers and things like that?
1: Secondary-wise and and defensively-wise, I did go out on a hunt. I wanted to bring in a defensive coordinator if I found one that was going to be the right fit, and – Full disclosure, I guess I'm too picky. I couldn't <laughs> couldn't find the right one. So, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and call the defense this year. Uh, Coach Peschel is going to take on a much bigger role. Uh, he's a guy that I grew up with. We're, we're long you know, childhood friends, yeah. and, and we, we probably fuss too much with each other. But it will be a healthy relationship. He's going to be the leader of our secondary. I'm going to take care of our linebacking core, along with Coach Crosland is going to help me out with linebackers as well. And then uh, Coach Neff is going to help Coach Peschel out in the secondary. So, uh At the end of the day, it looks like I'm going to be calling the defense and then I'm going to put a lot of pressure on Coach Peschel to to really help out in that that weekly game plan and and he'll have a much bigger role on Friday nights as well.
0: Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us on The Cool Conversation talking with Chickasha football coach uh, Joe Mulder. And we're all excited about the new football field, the the turf, the field turf, and all the work that's been going on since like March or April. They've really made some great strides and it's almost – Almost ready to go.
1: Absolutely. So the field and track area is done. It's not quite ready to be opened up to the public yet. Still got a few final uh, touches to, to put on the track. And, of course, the stadium renovations are still ongoing, and those will be finished up really right close uh, to the first game of the season, which will be later this month on uh, – in, in August. excuse me, in August, not later this month. Um, but if you've not been out, uh, you can certainly come out and see the field, at least through the fence. I mean, it's a beautiful facility. It's going to be an eight-lane track, uh, the new state-of-the-art turf. And, and if, I mean, it's equal to what you're going to see in Division One schools. Uh, the guys that have been out there, it, it's the best of the best, and I would, I would argue that we're going to
0: have one of the best football facilities, uh, definitely in this area and, and maybe even in the state. And people can actually go to the school district's website and there's a little some drone footage. Uh, fly over to kind of show what's been going on. Yes, yes. So that's, yes, that's yes.
1: real nice, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Tarquette has done a great job. Of course, they specialize in, in, in these field turf and track. They do it all over the country. And, of course, they've been doing drone footage along the way, and you can see it from basically beginning till the end now. And they'll continue that process as they finish the, the stadium touches as well.
0: And you actually got to play on it this past week.
1: Uh, we did. We were, were able to bring in a Minko and Purcell came in on Tuesday, and, and we did a little seven-on-seven. Seven. It's really just limited. Our big guys don't get out there and seven. Seven on seven. It's basically a passing session where we work on developing our passing game and, of course, defending the passing game. For those that are, are not familiar with what seven on seven means, but basically seven seven of your skill guys get out there to compete. Did that for a couple of hours. Uh, it was great. Great way to showcase our field and facilities. And I know those schools that came in, they were very appreciative of being on a nice field like that.
0: And I guess the kids love it. I I mean, the kids love it. Give us the general. Uh, <laughs> Give us a grade. Uh, uh, the kid, the kids
1: love it. Uh, they were a little hesitant at first because a yeah. lot of times when you go from a natural field like we had before, it's really a beautiful yes. natural field that they wonder what kind of traction they're going to get. But this, I said, it's state of the art. It actually comes with a what they call a cool play on top. If you look at the pebbles, uh, they're green, and you think, why are they green? But what it does, is it helps keep the temperatures down. And going through a week like we had here, certainly it, it certainly helps. There, there's no way you're going to keep heat off a 110 degree uh, a field, but it, it did certainly reduce how hot it is compared to some of the other fields we've been on. So, but the kids love it; they're excited, uh, super excited. Got a new jumbotron as well coming in. I guess you call it a jumbotron, 36 foot video huge. board. Mm-hmm. It's huge. I mean, it, it's it's my understanding is going to be one of the biggest ones on, on this side of the state. I know some of those 6A schools may have one slightly bigger, but it, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a great opportunity to showcase our kids, showcase our, our community and our supporters. But we're, we're super excited to, to really get going. And
0: a much, much improved public address system. A- absolutely. Improved.
1: The uh, the speaker system has all been, been renovated and it'll, it'll be gone. Of course, um, Eventually, the, uh, the, the stands will be done as well. You're going to see more spacing in our stadium seating. You're going to see new bleachers going in as well. Our box seating is going to be much better, and there's going to be more ADA-compliant stuff. It's just going to be the renovation we need. It's not the, the, the full renovation and demo that, that we need long-term, but it's certainly going to make things so much better in our stadium and make it a facility we're proud to, to play in and represent our
0: community. I think there's going to be an open house at some point uh, before school starts, perhaps, uh, to go in and see it, but then you'll have a little uh, preseason season. Celebration, too. for Absolutely. For so, so
1: right now we're shooting for hopefully that, that second week in August right after school starts. Uh, August seventeenth. is the date we have on the calendar. We're still just waiting on on the construction company to, to give us more final dates on that. It's all going to be dependent on weather and any kind of delays. We all know supply chains influence that as well. But ideally we'd like to be able to do it that first week. Uh, excuse me, that, that second week in August will be right before our first game uh, against El
0: Reno, which is on August 25th. Yeah, it's going to start on week zero again this year, so that'll give you uh, one week during the regular season where you have off, and kind uh, yep. of work so, things out.
1: Yep, we actually go to a scrimmage. Uh, we'll go to the, the Noble scrimmage. Blanchard will be there as well. there will be a couple other teams. I'm not sure yet. They'll finalize that and give us the details. But with us playing week zero, we lose that that second week of scrimmage. But that's just part of the way high school football is trending now. You've you got to play a week zero game to, to get your schedule to work out the way you'd like it to. And we'll keep playing the traditional ones we have. We'll, we've got El Reno, of course, opening up here in our home opener. Then we go on the road to Marlow. And then we'll be on the road at Anadarko before we start district play uh, a few weeks later. I want
0: to mention the scrimmage at Nobles the 18th? That
1: is the 18th. Friday the 18th? Friday the 18th. And, and we'll... We'll be able to get a lot of reps for our JV guys, and, and usually the varsity stuff starts around 6, 7 o'clock. I don't have a final schedule yet, but it's usually a great scrimmage, a lot of uh, a lot of reps, uh, a lot of good quality teams there, and we usually finish that scrimmage with a, a mock game, a half game against one of the opposing teams there as
0: well. Um, anything together yet on buying season tickets or anything like that right now, or is it still a little early for that? Or? Uh, I- I will go ahead and disclose there are going to have to be some changes in
1: the way our box seating is done just with some of the compliance things that we have to update and and follow through with. But we are looking at adding chair back seats to our middle section and we weren't able to go forward and, and do full, um, fold-down chairs yet in, in that area, but there will be an option for uh, those that want to take advantage of it to get with Michelle Fleetwood in our athletic director department uh, and, and get with her, and then you can get a chair back reserve for you and get a different type of reserve seating. It'll be the time seating right there in the middle. We used to call those gold seating, I think, back in the days. I, I don't think we've quite labeled it yet, but certainly some opportunities there that'll be different than past, and you'll have a
0: nice chair back like you'd get it at going to an OU game. And want to talk about um, – uh, the first official day of practice is? First official day of practice is August 7th. August so we 7th. will have everybody across the state and start
1: on August 7th. We all got to follow the OSSA rules. And we'll have a three-day non-padded, uh, basically acclimation period. Mm-hmm. That That's standard, especially with the heat that, that our kids have to go through in the month of August. And then following that acclimation period, we put the pads on, we got a scrimmage the following week. So there there really is no downtime. We'll We'll finish up our summer workouts that last week in July, have – Couple of days off, and then it, it's, it's pretty much go time. The season will be here.
0: Are you going to have like a culmination of the summer pride? Uh, I know previously they've gone on to like a, a big trip and a kind of a physical challenge. A- absolutely. That, so, uh, at, at this, our, the cards.
1: <laughs> at, at our Booster Club meeting, I, I just told the parents that I don't want to give out any details yet, partly because I don't have all of them finalized. Right. But I'm a believer in, in that last workout that, that you really challenge your kids and, and you put them to the test of, of all the physical and mental and training that they've gone through over those last all over those weeks during the summer. So right now we have that schedule for that last week in July. We usually do that as a full team. And then we also try to carve out a senior trip as well because seniors play an important part in your program. Of course, they're the, you hope they're the leaders of your program. We've got a lot of good ones returning back. Um, multiple uh, multi-year starters coming back for us. At, at, they're like Cade Rayburn as our quarterback. So I'm um, looking forward to just developing a bond with them and, and letting them take the, the leadership role for our program this year.
0: Want to Before we go, talk about the golf scramble coming up in a few weeks.
1: Absolutely. So last year we did a, a golf scramble. Uh, Coach uh, Coach Carter took a big role in that, and we're just going to continue that. We're going to call it the second annual chick Football Golf Classic. We're going to do it right here at the club. It's a two-man scramble format. So if you've got another partner you'd like to play with, it's $150 per scramble team. We also have $150 whole sponsorship opportunities as well. And and our intent here is, is obviously to fundraise for the program, but we believe a golf tournament provides a, a perfect uh, venue for us to be able to communicate with, with all of our, our community supporters. Um, we're going to do a, hopefully a silent auction at the end of it and then just at the very end of it talk with everybody that's out there supporting our, our team and our program and, and really – this venue at the club will provide a great opportunity for that. And
0: you'll have your players out there, too.
1: Players will be out there. They'll be out there in their jerseys. It'll give you the opportunity to put a, a face to a, to a name and a number, and that's often hard to do, especially on Friday nights when they got their helmets on. So I just think it's a great, great opportunity to connect our program with community. We know how important our community uh, support is, and, and it's got to it's be a healthy relationship there.
0: And you've got a youth camp coming up here. We do.
1: On the 18th and 19th, we're going to host a youth camp on the new field. So all the youngsters out there, first through sixth grade, it's really, really low cost, $25. Again, an opportunity to work with our high school kids. You'll work with all of our varsity coaches as well. It'll be 10 to noon on the 18th and 19th. We have stuff out there on social media. You can obviously contact myself if you'd like to. Uh, You can contact our booster club, and you can also find that on the the quarterback club. uh, social media pages, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, however else you'd like to follow us.
0: Yep, uh, Fighting Chick Quarterback Club. That's correct. And they, they're already meeting and getting ready for uh, for the season. So <laughs> I can't believe we're just two months out. It's, it's crazy. But, uh, Coach, thanks for coming in today. We really appreciate it and uh, looking forward to uh, all what uh, is to come for, for Fighting Chick football this oh, season. So.
1: We're very excited for the upcoming season. We appreciate your time.